Hi, this is Confidence Equals Beauty with Amanda Taylor. I am your host, Amanda Taylor. Hey, y'all. I'm going to go today with my Southern self and let it shine. But welcome to Confidence Equals Beauty podcast with Amanda Taylor. And this is episode 12. And I'm just so thankful that you are here taking the time to spend it with me. And I hope that we can build this community together by helping each other overcome any negative stigmas and, you know, help gain confidence. So I've been a little MIA um, in life. I've been MIA with the blog Confidence Equals Beauty and the podcast for many different reasons. And honestly, life has just gotten the best of my time. Um, This summer, I discussed in the previous podcast, it was summertime, which meant the bonus sons were staying with us for June. You know, my oldest daughter going back and forth every two weeks between her father's house and mine. So it's like evolving door of kids coming and going. Also, there were summer camps for each kid that had me running the roads a lot. And then we got to go on on and experience some vacations where we were able to relax and just kind of enjoy a different scenery. Um, One thing I have learned about myself when I am feeling overwhelmed or I feel like I have too much on my plate, I just need to get near water. And it's like all my problems melt away. Uh, It could be a beach. It could be the river, lake, a pool. I I mean, honestly, I don't care. As long as it's water, I don't know. I just feel so much better grounded it's kind of like eh, yeah i had a lot to do but it's just it's not worth stressing over it's just i don't know water just makes so many things happen better in my life so yeah there were a few trips to the beach in july um and this is kind of you know because we have a kind of crazy schedule sometimes we'd only have like two of the kids with us and then the next time it'd be two different kids um minus my daughter my youngest daughter she's you know, mine and my husband, so she's with us all the time. So yeah, it can get very confusing trying to share the family dynamic. Um, I just realized that this is what makes, you know, my family so unique. And my husband and I, we really do the best we can to make our family function and create memories and moments as a family together. But also now with school starting back, I am definitely in transition time, which kind of has taken me away from the things that I, I feel like I need to get done. So yeah, we're transact, I'm sorry, transitioning back into school and kind of getting on a regular schedule for the school year. So the season of transition seems to be a little bit more difficult for me because we're just hitting different milestones with the kids. Uh, my daughter is going to a new school and we are learning how to navigate intermediate school um and that's more of like you know the teachers aren't really communicating like like they did in elementary school and there's more responsibility put on the student to kind of organize and bring their own papers home so my daughter is kind of having to realize that it isn't elementary school anymore and she isn't going to be i guess quote unquote babied like she was before and i'm also having to kind of relax more instead of like emailing the teacher or getting the daily um reports like i think we had like class dojo last year and so it was just easier to look at the app and then the teacher would kind of update progress and pictures 
And I'm just saying that's not happening at all. So it's it's definitely a transition for her and me. Um, my three-year-old is in a new pre-K class, and this is definitely a huge transition for her because she's required to sit more, work on more activities at a table in her chair instead of, you know, playing like she was in the two-year-old class. And this is kind of a transition for me too, because I am feeling some anxiety because I know my child. Uh, she definitely beats to her own drum and she does what she wants. And I don't want to call her stubborn. So I'm going to use the word tenacious because it just sounds better. But she's definitely giving me a run for my parenting skills. And what worked great on my oldest daughter has worked with my bonus sons. Um, yeah, it's not working for this child. And saying this, she is the sweetest, most outgoing child I know. She has the biggest heart. Everywhere we go, people know my child. She, we go to a store. She's saying hello, how are you to anybody and everyone. And so I've kind of learned my, you, you just got to let my kid be her. Um, and when I try to put her in a box, she's coming out swinging. And you tell her no, she's going to question and push every reason why no exists. Uh, so there's a lot of don't do that, why she does it, she learns the negative consequence, either she falls, she hurts herself, I'm having to sit and watch her, she cries, and I'm like, sorry babe, I told you no. Um, but this is causing some concern because she is testing everyone right now to see what she can and cannot get away with. I am having to really learn which battles are worth fighting and which ones I'm willing to say, you know, I don't care where the Cinderella dress and Superman cape to school because I'm done fighting you. You know, my bonus sons, they're back to their normal school routine, routine with their parents um, or their other parent. And, uh, you know, we have a teenager learning how to drive. And so all interesting comes with, you know, a teenage boy and going through this phase. Um, the other bonus son is he's really working hard, kicking butt in football. He's traveling a lot on the weekends to his football games. So, yeah. So, you know, the girls are in extracurricular activities. So it's it's definitely we're transitioning as each week goes, we're adding a different layer of the routine. And, you know, with that, you know, it definitely comes its own situations. Um, you know, me personally, I really haven't talked much about this, but I kind of took on pageantry, you know, as a self-care bucket list that I wanted to do for myself last year. And I competed representing my state and won the title of Miss USA Prime Division 3 2022. And I'm now starting to get ready to end my reign as a U Miss U Mrs. USA Prime. But I'm also competing for a next level um, title, which is Mrs. Prime 2023. And so I, it's really taking a lot of mental space in my brain, trying to prepare for what's coming up in regards to competing, um, but I'm really excited. Uh, I've been excited to be part of the system, having this title. You know, I never saw myself as a pageant person, um, but I've actually really enjoyed 
being able to use my title to help other people in areas they need support, like help building confidence and, you know, just being present, working with um, Relay for Life and the Girl Scouts of America. And so it's just really opened up a lot of doors for me to just really help the message of, you know, we need to build confidence and we need to overcome negative stigmas and we need to find how to be present in the season we are in life and discover who we are, whether that's life circumstances and changes. So yeah, so that's, you know, a lot of transitioning happening, which is kind of leading me to the topic of how do we maintain or gain confidence when you are feeling uneasy, especially when it's transitioning time or a change is happening. You know, transitioning and a change, it can be a very interesting season in life. And when you're going through a transition or a change, there comes a natural level of anxiety as you have to move from one comfort thing to another comfort thing, or to, not necessarily to another comfort thing, but you're moving from one comfort to a different thing. You know, that could be, like I said, summer. We got to be a little bit lazy. Um, we got to enjoy you know, more free time. And now we're having to transition into a more structure because it's school season. You know, this could be me. I'm transitioning from a title. I don't know if I'm going to win the next title. I hope I do, but it's transitioning from, okay, I've had this title and now I'm about to transition to not have that title. You know, that can be an easy feeling, you know, so whatever it is you're going through, this could be a new job. It could be like a really good career change. It could be a new baby. It could be, you know, a new marriage. It could be a new relationship, a new friendship, it, it, anything that comes with change. I definitely feel like there's a natural anxiety and then you have to move through it. You know, sometimes change is good, but it still can make one feel uneasy. And change can make you feel uneasy and you can overthink or, you know, the, the level of stress can increase. Um, you know, for me, I really get in my head a lot and I start overthinking, which leads to negative thinking. And that leads to me going into like, I call it my cave. I'm putting it in quotes, a cave where I feel like I need to hide out and kind of regroup. Um, I don't know if you can relate to this, but for me, it causes me anxiety because I like to feel prepared for what's happening. But many times you don't know really exactly what's happening during change. And the transitioning is going and sometimes you don't even really come to the end or understand what is actually happening till after the change, after the transition. And sometimes when I go into this negative spiral, by the time I realized I let myself go down there, I go into my cave. Sometimes it's days, it can be weeks. And I have to kind of shake myself out of it and kind of come up for fresh air and realize, oh gosh, I've been kind of hiding out for a while and I didn't realize I was or I allowed myself to go there. I think that's a better way to put it. Or I allowed myself to shut down. So I kind of want to talk about kind of how to navigate transitions, navigate change, some practical tips that kind of helped me out. Um, and I hope that maybe these will kind of help you. But I really think 
you have to get on a routine. I know change is happening. You're transitioning. But if you can find some form of routine, I think it helps the day just move forward to and, and gives you a sense of predictability. So this is what it looks like for me. I am not a morning person. I am never going to claim to be a morning person. I don't remember a time in my life I have ever been a morning person. I wake up because I have to. Um, I'm not very, I'm not very talkative. I'm not real friendly. I really do have to fake friendliness in the morning until like I've had my cup of coffee or sometimes it's like 9am in the morning when I've woken up at like what, five or six in the morning, you know, and that's not because I wanted to by any means. It's because that alarm went off and all I could think of is I have to get up, you know, so in the morning, I request all important information about business of like our life, you know, if like for my husband, everything needs to be put on the calendar. Um, I've even asked him in the mornings, send an email, give me the bullet points that we have just talked about because I'm not remembering this or this processing is really going slow and I'm not sure if I will remember what we've talked about. You know, I tried to wake up about five, I'm sorry, 10 to 15 minutes before the kids get up. And this is so I can just use the restroom, brush my teeth. Um, I'm not super worried about how I look during morning drop-off. So it's usually some kind of workout outfit, a hair in a messy bun. You know, and I found that, you know, if I do this, at least I remember to brush my teeth. That's a good thing, you know. So there's also like this sweet spot in waking the kids up if i wake them up too early then they get distracted and we lose track of time if i wake them up too late y'all it's just a disaster we're all high anxiety we become running late um the mood of the morning really really takes a turn for the worst and y'all i definitely do not like setting up my kids for a bad morning because i do not want the morning to affect their progress for the rest of the day. So we wake up about an hour before we leave for school. We try to follow the same routine, routine, get up, get dressed. Usually the outfit is picked out the night before we go downstairs for breakfast. Now I'm going to admit I am not a mother who cooks a hot breakfast in the morning. So y'all get your judgments out of the way, think bad, whatever you want. But honestly, I just don't have time. I, I don't have the energy in the morning. Now, the weekends, it may look different. Yes, we'll have hot breakfast and more of a spread. You know, I call it the southern spread of pancakes, maybe eggs, grits, you know, turkey bacon because I can't eat pork. But, you know, that's a whole different story for another time. But I do provide easy meals like oatmeal that my daughter can warm up in the microwave or cereal. Um, and this, this is where my oldest daughter can kind of fix herself. And she can also fix it for her younger sister if her sister wants to eat the same thing as her big sister is eating. You know, for the three-year-old, I have a breakfast basket where she can grab fruit, a granola bar. Since she does get her breakfast provided at the preschool, sometimes she eats and sometimes she does her own thing. Like this morning, instead of eating, she was singing on the staircase, pretending she's a princess. 
you know, during this time, I am doing my own planning at the dining table. Um, another tip I have helpful with a three-year-old is I bring her clothes downstairs to help her change because she's the kid. If I really allow her to go as she wants, she's never going to wear, like, she don't want to wear clothes or she's going to wear a costume or good Lord. It's just, it's interesting. Plus once I'm downstairs in the morning, I do not want to run up and down the stairs all day long. You know, we go through a checklist of everything we need for our boat bag that we try to have packed the night before. Um, and this is usually the time here. So I'm going to admit something about myself. I can't find my phone because I put it down somewhere and I don't remember where I put it down. And usually this is the time I'm yelling at my husband, please find my phone. And so he's usually utilizing the find me app. You know, remember my brain isn't firing at all cylinders at this point, and it really is a working process for me to put my keys, my phone, my wallet in the same location every time. And this is why I'm trying to teach my kids now to put their things in the same place, you know, or the same location. And, you know, it's that saying, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, I'm really working on that. And then this is usually when we try to load up the car. This usually takes about five minutes because my three-year-old wants to bring every toy she can carry in her arms. Um, there's a lot of redirection happening during this time, but we load up and finally we're off to school and the drop-offs and now it's time for me to kind of get my day going. Now I'm also learning during this time in my life is to pick out clothes the night before and allow my kids to wear what they want to wear within the school dress code rules and guys honestly i miss bows and cute ruffled outfits that my girls used to wear now it's the oldest one wanting to wear running shorts and a t-shirt and her hair and a ponytail or braid and let me add i don't know how to do cute braids yeah, I don't do the French braid or the fish braids or all the cute braids are out there. It's like simple friendship bracelet made that you made in third grade that you gave to your best friend. And I keep saying I'm going to learn how to, to braid and make it cuter. But she's happy with the braid I can do as of now. And once again, I'm not trying to add any extra stress to my morning. Um, my youngest isn't going to let me brush her hair very easily. It's not happening. Like, she's so tender-headed. So it feels like a wrestling match every morning trying to look, get her to look cute. And like I said before, she beats to her own drum and she could care less if she looks cute or if she matches. And I've learned with all my kids, you know, my, my biological child or my biological children, my bonus sons, I've learned that if my kids feel comfortable, then just let it be. It's not worth fighting over what they look like. And I have to remind myself their style is not a reflection of my parenting. You know, they are clean. They are put together in the way they want to look. And who am I to take their confidence away? You know, they're confident in what they're wearing. Just let them wear it. It's not worth it. So let's go kind of back for morning drop-offs. I come up kind of with my own routine to help me keep focused at best. Um, now this isn't perfect by any means. And there are many days I get very distracted and sidetracked while trying to keep to my routine. 
But usually I come home and I do a 30 minute workout because I'm not going to the gym. I know this about myself. I'd rather run on an elliptical or outside. Not right now in this Alabama heat, but you know, when it gets cooler. Um, or I put on like a beach body workout video. Um, and I just get the workout done. I'm already in the workout gear anyways, from dropping off the kids. I might as well just go straight into the workout when I get home. And I'm not going to work out more than an hour because I'm actually good at, at remembering 30 minutes to do it. And some days it's, like I said, it's running. Some days it's yoga. Some days it's a workout um, that's very low impact, high impact, muscle, uh, muscle building. I don't know all the technical terms for it, but I'm doing something at least 30 minutes a day. Um, from there is usually a one chore. I usually st start a load of laundry or wash the morning dishes that didn't get done before we left because honestly, I'm not going to remember to do more than that. So I'm good. We got, uh, you know, dishes washed. We got a load of laundry, either folded, put away, put in the washing machine, put from the washing machine to the dryer because that's a task in itself to remember that. I'm happy if one chore gets done a day. Um, I usually have a calendar of things that I have to get done and schedule in the time frame I need to get things done. Like, you know, working on podcast creating or blog writing. And then errands I need to run before 2.45 um, when I need to be in the pickup line to get the girls from school. And after that, it's we really move on to our scheduled activities that the kids are going. Um, but also something that's helped me with the routine. It's helped me during transition time. It's helped me during the high pace, go, 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 um, is either meal prepping ahead of time or splurging in the budget and finding a way to do like a meal kit. Um, I honestly, this is not a promotion for HelloFresh, but I absolutely love HelloFresh and I love that the box comes at the scheduled time with all the ingredients and there's a recipe that myself and my husband can follow and it leaves just that thinking of doing it kind of takes it away you know there's nothing more frustrating than coming home in the evening and stress over what to eat for dinner and i'm also really guilty that if i don't have anything planned then it's takeout and i'm trying so hard to provide healthier options for dinner so i want to set myself up so i don't have to think so much so there are meals already scheduled, so that's one less thing to plan or think about or stress over. You know, then it's usually homework time. You know, while cooking, my husband and I are taking turns helping get homework done, get the studying done. You know, we eat, we spend some time together as a family. We usually like to watch a, a movie, play a board game, kind of reconnect for the day. Um, and then... Nighttime, bath time starts, you know, sometimes around 7.30, sometimes it's 8. Um, but we really start getting the house quiet and dark so we can start preparing the kids to be in bed. You know, that usually can look like 8, 8.30, 9. 9 is usually the limit. Um, you know, so we try to get the baths done. And since my youngest is full of energy from sun up to the moment she's about to go to bed, we really have to prepare her way in advance that nothing else, nothing exciting is happening for the rest of the day and it's time for bed. Now, this works for us because we can kind of predict what's coming next. It helps me 
It helps my anxiety because I, I know what the next task is. I know what has to get done to make the day move. You know, during the day, my husband and I are doing some form of working from home, which makes an interesting, interesting day. You know, we, we pass each other, but not many conversations happen during until the evening. Um, this is why I think it's important to go back to kind of like the calendar that I was talking about earlier, put everything on a family calendar. Um, my husband and I are very visual people. And if it's not in sight, it is quickly forgotten. Kind of like the out of sight, out of mind. I like to personally use Google Calendar and assign a color for each person. So visually, it just makes sense. Like, oh, I'm pink. So I see all the things that I have to get done because they're in the color pink. You know, this kid is the color purple. So I see where this kid needs to be at what time. You know, because I'm visual, unfortunately, my kitchen looks like Flyer Central. We got paper spread out on the table to remind us to put them back in the book bags for school. We have reminders on the refrigerator. And we have to also remember to remove the reminder once the date has passed to not keep other dates covered up you know you know how you like you get the flyers and like stick it on the calendar or stick it on the refrigerator okay stick stick it the next thing you know you're like i don't even know what's what because it's all blended colorful paper so we do have to remember to take that throw it away it's been done okay here's the next reminder um and i'm really bad about my dining table being the collect all for everything because honestly if i see it it's right there i will remember um and I'll remember what, where something needs to go. I'll remember what needs to be put back in place. It just, the other day we, we cleaned out the table and I seriously couldn't find anything. Um, we kind of cleaned it off and, you know, prepared a really pretty dining table. And then I'm like, where did the ballet shoes go? <laughs> I couldn't remember where I put them. It was like, it was just kind of funny. So yes, the dining table does get clean after time, but reality is if it's not there, I need to have it in place. I see it at the edge of the dining table. I know these ballet shoes go in this bag. Okay, this paper needs to go in this book bag. So it just kind of helps. Um, I'm really working on a better system. Uh, I really want this cute business corner in my house where like a bulletin board and dry erase board markers, you know, dry erase board and dry erase board markers. You know, the flyers can get pinned up on the bulletin board. We have a calendar. Like I really am working on this to try to have this cute business corner in my home. But right now we're just keeping to the system until we really can create more of a productive system than what's already working. So if you come to my house, there's probably stuff on my table, colorful flyers hanging up and we just keep going. And I really find a routine and a system during all this really helps get into a groove until the new schedule becomes the new norm. Now, I kind of want to move on to the topic of how do we work through the negatives of transition changes? You know, I mentioned before how I let my brain kind of get the best of me. The negative downward spiral you often can get into. Um, lots happening at one time and you're just not thinking clearly or productively. So let me kind of explain like yesterday. I actually went through a kind of a minor panic attack or not a panic attack, more of an anxiety attack. I was in my head and I was going through all the should have, the could have, the would have, the things that I didn't do, the things I, I wish I had done. 
I was second guessing myself and the decisions I had already made. I was replaying conversations I had had and how I didn't say what I really wanted to or I didn't speak up like I wanted to. I was thinking about how I should have said something better instead of what I said. I thought about my parenting skills were lacking because I was definitely not winning mom of the year after I snapped off the other day at my kids because I had gotten done. I mean, I'm done asking them over and over the same thing. I was beating myself up that I shouldn't have lost my temper. Yes, I had to go back and apologize, but that I was thinking as a mother, you should know better. You don't need to be snapping off at your kids. You know, it was just the worst was it was in my car, which this happens often. I'm in my car and then my brain is going. And then as my brain is going, I feel my heart pounding. I feel the shortness of breath. I start feeling very uneasy. Um, I feel what's called my fight or flight. I'm not thinking very clearly. I'm just reacting. I literally had to say out loud, stop. Like I was driving myself nuts with the negative thought pattern I was having. And y'all, I literally had to tell myself this. Amanda, you are stressing over things you have no control over. You cannot go back in time and change anything that happened five minutes, a day, a week, three weeks, months, years ago. Like you can't go back. So why in the world are you letting it waste all this energy of what you should have, could have, would have? I had to tell myself, Amanda, you're a good mother. You're a beautiful woman. You are caring. You are kind. You genuinely love people and you want to see the best in everybody. You are doing the best you can in the season you are in. I had to tell myself, Amanda, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You were created by God with a purpose for a purpose. You can trust yourself. You can depend on yourself and believe these truths instead of believing the negative lies you, lies you are so hyper-focused on. Y'all, this is happening in my car. I am literally pointing my finger as I'm talking out the steering wheel. I'm having music blaring as I'm talking over the radio. I'm pretty sure people thought I was hollering at someone in the like car or I was telling someone off. No, I was telling myself off. Now, I don't know if y'all go through this. Well, your brain goes into a rapid rate of telling yourself all these bad things and you start believing those. I am strongly going to encourage you that when you do that, tell yourself out loud good things and words of affirmation. I needed to hear those things come out of my mouth because once I did that, my mindset shifted. Now, these are things I have told myself over and over. I do practice words of affirmation daily. I practice speaking positive into my life. But there are days that it's really harder than others. And if you're dealing with this, I want to encourage you to speak out loud the opposite of the negative you're telling yourself. You know, you think I'm ugly. Say out loud, I'm beautiful. I'm attractive. I have great qualities. You second guess yourself as a parent. Or thinking about the pressures you're feeling on a parent? Say out loud, I'm a good parent. I'm doing the best I can in this moment. Yes, my kid is being difficult in this moment. But God gave me this child in this specific time in my life. I'm the person who loves this child. And I am raising this child. 
And when you think you say something stupid, say the opposite. I am smart. Just because I messed up doesn't mean I'm dumb. And like I said, I am usually good until transition or change happens. And that's when a lot of this stuff kind of thing. So this may not tie to you and you may not get it, but if this does resonate with you, then yeah. And you don't even have to practice this during transition or changing time. If this is something you're struggling with, second guessing, high anxiety, you know, something's going on, you're telling yourself negative things, you're feeling negative. These are things that you can say out loud to yourself. And I also want to bring up the subject, how women, we are so hard on ourselves. We will forgive so many people who do us wrong, but we'll not forgive ourselves for packing the wrong snack for our kid. Or we will not forgive ourselves for not losing the weight we wanted. Or we struggled to forgive ourselves when that relationship or friendship didn't work out like we had hoped. Or we didn't get that thing right. You know, and also, I don't know why we don't extend grace to ourselves. I think about how many times... You know, you give grace to someone else for, you know, they were late. They didn't follow through on something. Your understanding of the reason. And you give them grace. And ladies, well, this can apply to anyone. But since this community is more aimed at women, I'll just let it go with ladies. It's time for us to forgive ourselves and give ourselves grace. We are not going to be perfect and be on it all the time. Y'all, there are more days that I'm not on it, and I am just surviving and getting through the routine. You know, all other things fall short or not done because I just don't have the mental capacity to remember it all. And there are days, you know, I'm rocking, I'm rolling, I got the day done, I'm, y'all, I'm high-fiving myself. But, you know, on the days that aren't going as well, allow yourself some grace. Heck, you know... You may have to do exactly what I did. You may have to tell yourself out loud. You will be okay. You got this even in the moment you feel like you don't. You know, I, like I said, I'm in transition time. So I feel like I don't have it. But reality is I do. I have it. I can get the hard things done. I can get through the day. I can do it. So if you recognize the anxiety or doubt then I want you to name it. Say it out loud. Tell yourself you can do it. You can do the hard things. I can place a pretty high bet you can. It may not look perfect. It may not look Instagram perfect, but you did it and you got it done. Y'all, I know I've gone a really long time, you know, rambling, talking and all that. And I appreciate you sticking with me. And I hope some of this resonates with you. You know, I am really working hard with the podcast, you know, to just be more authentic, like really vulnerable, authentic, and present what is happening in my experience to help you and let you know you're not alone. You know, you have someone here that probably gets it. There's probably more women in this community and who are finding this community um, that are, are sharing the same experiences. You know, my just hope is that we can help each other along the way, you know, that you feel seen and you feel heard because in the end, I do believe confidence equals beauty. Thanks, guys.
If you're looking for more information to read on building confidence or just any life situations, please visit www.confidenceequalsbeauty.com. If you have any questions on any topic you want me to cover, please email me at amandarobinsontaylor at gmail.com. If you would please help me get this podcast to more people who could use the community and support, please like, follow, subscribe, and share this podcast. Also, please rate this podcast, preferably a good rating, so this podcast can reach more and more people. I want to thank you for spending your time with me, and remember, confidence equals beauty.